another apathetic podcast. I am your host, Micah Reeves. Um, uh, I don't like. Yeah, whatever. I just did it. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. My name is. Uh, I messed up again. Okay. okay, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another apathetic podcast. I am your host, Micah Reeves. My co-host, Carlos D'Alvarado, will not be. Um, on today's podcast because he is out enjoying his family going snowboarding with them. Well, they're going, his family's skiing, but he's snowboarding and, you know, he's having a great time. And so I was thinking, you know, I should do a podcast by myself. Um, but I didn't really have an idea of what I was going to do it on. So I decided, no, why don't we watch a movie? So we're going to watch a movie today and it's going to be a good movie. And I'm going to do a review, like a live reaction review of the movie while we watch the movie. And uh, the movie that we're going to be watching today has already been out for uh, several years. It is Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Um, I'm not sure if this video is going to get, or this podcast is going to get copyrighted on Spotify or YouTube. I'm not really quite sure because the uh, copyright infringement policy isn't necessarily specific i'm thinking that i'm probably not going to be able to make any revenue off of this video or podcast but i'm thinking that it will remain up is what i'm is what i'm thinking so without further ado let's begin to watch uh let's let's watch the movie you're only gonna be able to hear the audio of it because i mean obviously i can't just <laughs> can't just watch the movie so um yeah let's let's watch a movie so here we go starting out and um, this podcast is probably going to be around two, two and a half hours long, I, I would say, because I'm going to pause the movie every once in a while. Anyway, a uh, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, episode seven. Here we go. Star Wars. Yes. 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 Okay, here we go. Episode seven. The Force Awakens. I've already recorded. Okay, 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 let me pause it. <laughs> I've actually already recorded this podcast. Um, like a while ago. Well, not, not a while ago, I guess, a couple hours ago. But, because um, I watched this movie. I got 45 minutes through it. And then I realized that I wasn't recording. So I've I've already watched this movie just a couple hours ago. So we're gonna rewatch it. We're gonna rewatch it, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of burnt out on this movie. So pardon me if I'm kind of apathetic, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna. Anyway, let's continue on with the movie. Just, just want to let you know that I've already recorded this podcast once before, so I'm probably going to be a little bit hurt on it. So let's go. Let's keep going. Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. I have some comments literally just on these words that I'm going to say. So, like, okay... You know, the word, the, the title, you know, the title screen and the words going up in space. Like, I have a comment on the end of these that I will share with you once I'm done. Once, once I'm done reading these. 
With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. <coughs> leads the brave resistance. She is desperate to find her brother Luke Skywalker and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Sorry, my my uh, reading is kind of bad. Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. Okay, I'm gonna pause it here. Um. Just right off the bat, it doesn't make any sense. Like, not gonna lie. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not trying to, like, hate on this film. This is just an honest review, honestly. Um, and I'll, you know, tell you my thoughts after we're done watching the movie. But, after episode six, the Empire falls, right? And it's no more. Like, the Empire just doesn't exist. And the Republic comes back. The old Republic. Well, not the old Republic, but, you know, the Republic from the days of old during the Clone Wars and stuff, the, the the powerful Republic with its army and stuff, they come back. The First Order somehow gets so many people, it builds up its resources and becomes a serious threat to the Republic, and the Republic doesn't do anything about it. Like, they don't, they don't make an army, they don't do anything. They just kind of let it happen. So, the, Repub the Republic is now putting its faith and a small band of resistance fighters ran by General Leia Organa. And you can tell that it's not the official army of the Republic, otherwise they'd call it the Grand Army of the Republic. Instead, they call it the Resistance, so it's obviously just a group of people trying to fight against the First Order because the Republic won't. Which is very interesting to me. I don't really understand that concept. Like, it's just... It just doesn't really make any sense to me, I guess. Anyway, let's continue on. Words going across the screen. Very cinematic, yes, yes. The words fade away into the horizon. The camera, sure, the camera shot starts to go down and a planet comes into the screen with a moon, the planet and a moon, off in space. A big star destroyer starts to cast a shadow on the surface of the planet as it comes across the view plane some some ships come across from the left side of the star destroyer and come close and past the camera view you get a shot of inside this, the uh, the troop carrying transport shows the troops in there the lights are flickering on and off which doesn't make any sense because you know these are probably brand new troop transports with brand new troops. These troops are probably fresh off of training. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But still, those troop transports probably get inspected every single time they're about to go into a battle. I don't know why the lights would be flickering like that. But anyway, we see BB-8 on the sand dunes, and he notices that the troop transports are coming. So he speeds away off into the little... Um, off into the little village. We see an old man giving Poe. Or, you know, he's a young man, but we all know he's Poe, because we've all seen this movie. He's giving Poe a bag full of something. the despair in the galaxy. Without the Jedi, there can be no balance within the Force. Well, because of you, now we have a chance. The General's been after this for a long time. But the General? To me, she's royalty. Well, she certainly is that. BB-8 smashes through the hut. Does a little beep-bop. Poe steps outside of the hut, looks into the horizon with his macro binoculars. 
He sees troop transports coming over the horizon and decides this is bad news. You have to hide. You have to leave. Go. Poe very dramatically looks back at the old man and then tells BB-8 to follow him as he starts running somewhere. The troop transports are getting closer and closer. We see a shot of Poe running through the village. And then the villagers grab their guns and aim towards the troop transports as they are coming down to the ground. The troops come out of the troop transports, firing everywhere, trying to kill everybody. The, uh, the villagers are losing because there's just so many troops and they're just shooting everyone. Poe is running across the sands and he gets into an X-Wing and BB-8, the soccer ball, follows him to his X-Wing fighter. They get inside. He turns on the X-Wing. The troopers realize that the X-Wing is trying to take off. They take a shot, just a, just a willy-nilly shot to his X-Wing, and it explodes. Like, the engine just kind of oofs up. Poe pulls out his gun and starts shooting at him and kills him. Kills several troops. But then he hops out of the out of the X-Wing and takes a look at the damage to the back of the engine and realizes that it's unfixable. Okay, I'm going to pause it here. <clears throat> Why did it break so easily? Like, this is an aircraft that goes into space. And it not only is it an aircraft that goes into space, which, you know, you have to have a pretty heavy-duty aircraft to go into space with, but it's also... A war machine. It has guns. It's meant for war. Why would it be so easy to destroy the engine just by one blaster shot? Just a pew pew. And it's it's rendered unusable. Why? Ah, whatever. We're just going to keep going with the video. Point proven. Anyway, troopers are harassing all the villagers. They're killing a bunch of people. Flame trooper ignites a house. The old man is walking through the village in absolute disbelief. Poe pulls out... Poe pulls out the thing that was inside the bag that the old man gave him and gives it to BB-8. BB-8 takes off into the desert. Poe turns on his blaster and continues to fire upon the troopers and he kills a lot of them. One trooper notices that his friend just died and looks at him. His friend, barely alive, takes his bloodied hand and, <laughs> and wipes it across his helmet. Which is kind of weird. The, the trooper stands up and he's super flustered. Super flustered. With blood all over his helmet. He's looking around realizing that what he's doing is wrong and he hides behind a rock. Poe kind of notices him, but then he looks up and sees a massive ship coming through the turmoil and smoke of the burning village to land down next to the troop transports. It has huge wings, and it looks very menacingly with its red-tinted windshield. The troopers round up all of the villagers, and they surround them. They bring the old man to the center of the circle of all the troopers. The big ship opens up, and behold, a man in dark robes and a mask walks out of the troop of the big ship. He walks up to the old man very slowly. Look how old you've become. Some 
Something far worse has happened to you. You know what I've come for. I know where you come from. Before you called yourself Kylo Ren. The map to Skywalker. We know you found it. And now you're going to give it to the First Order. The First Order rose from the dark side. You did not. I'll show you the dark side. You may try. But you cannot deny the truth. That is your family. You are so right. Kylo Ren turns on his lightsaber and kills the old man and then Poe gets angry and shoots a shot at Kylo Ren, but Kylo Ren flashes his blaster bullet in midair, also freezing Poe. Troopers run over and get Poe and bring him towards Kylo Ren with his blaster still uh, posed in midair. Poe is knocked to his knees in front of Kylo Ren. He looks up. Kylo Ren does a man squat down right in front of him. Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. The old man gave it to you. It's just very hard to understand you with all the... Search him. Alright, so they search him. And they're done searching him. Nothing, sir. Like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they search him for like two seconds. They don't even check his pockets. They kind of just touch him. A little bit susly. But let's continue. They take him away to his transport ship. Captain Phasma comes in. Kylo Ren tells him to kill all the villagers. The trooper with the blood on his mask that we saw earlier that looked pretty flustered doesn't really want to do it, and he just kind of stands there without firing. He just kind of... Like, he, he's knowing that this is bad. He's like, I don't like this man. As Kylo Ren's walking back to his ship, he stops and then dramatically looks over to his right and he sees that trooper with blood on his helmet that refused to shoot at the other villagers or at the villagers and then Kylo Ren continues to walk on and then he also releases his force ability on the blaster and it explodes a fountain in the middle of the village troopers blow up uh, Poe's X-Wing and BB-8 notices that Poe's X-Wing explodes behind him BB-8 feels sad, but keeps on going. And he makes his trek through the village. I mean, sorry, he makes his trek through the desert. We It cuts to a shot of Kylo Ren's ship, followed by transports uh, going towards a or Star Destroyer. One of the troop transports lands on the Star Destroyer. It opens up. Poe is carried out by a right. bunch of troopers. All right. He looks around and realizes there's a crap lot of First Order people in this ship, and he realizes maybe the Resistance can't fight against the First Order. It then cuts to the trooper with the blood on his helmet, and he walks into a transport ship. He takes his helmet off. He breathes very heavily, and he looks very sweaty. He's glistening. Captain Phasma comes up behind Submit him. Your blaster for inspection. Yes, Captain. And who gave you permission to remove that helmet? I'm sorry, Captain. Report to my division at once. Trooper puts his helmet back on. And it cuts to a new character. 
who is looking through garbage and they are pulling out parts from what looks to be a wiring harness and then it does an outside shot it looks like they're sitting on top of an engine or something like that they jump from the engine and grab onto a rope and slide down the rope several stories they land at the bottom of whatever they're on looks like a massive ship and then they proceed to walk out of the massive ship now the next scene is them standing outside the massive ship and she pulls off her goggles and her mask to reveal her face it's Ray, of course she opens up her little water container and slaps it to try to get all the water out as she possibly can because we all know that's how physics work actually I think it is does slapping stuff make water come out of it faster I don't know it might she gets on a sled and slides down a sand dune because on the top of the sand dune is a massive star destroyer that she was just inside and she slides she slides down from the star destroyer down to her uh, riggedy old looking speeder bike she drags the spoils from her scavenging to her riggedy old looking speeder bike and proceeds to put her bounty into the side harness of the speeder bike and then gets on the speeder bike starts up the speeder bike and goes away off to the sunset but it's not really a sunset because it's midday um, she's driving across the sand and you can see that there's a wreckage of an X-Wing and a massive Star Destroyer in the background there's a bird picking on metal for no reason and she flies past it into town she releases the net of her riggedy old speeder bike and drags it with the containments of her spoilage into town she's at a place where there's soap and water and she proceeds to clean off the parts she looks up and sees an old woman doing the same thing and she thinks to herself man that's gonna be me in a couple years isn't it some guy slaps her and tells her to work harder and then walks away and she continues to clean off the parts she brings the parts to a pawn shop one quarter portion he gives her a quarter portion for all the stuff that she gave him she takes the quarter portion looks at him like you're a piece of crap grabs her net and walks away she speeds across the desert again this time it is actually a sunset looks pretty pretty good actually she goes into wherever she lives there's dead flowers an old beat-up x-wing fighter little toy she scratches um, what looks like a chart counting down days onto a rusty metal uh, um, rusty metal wall she puts her quarter portion into a little thing of water and it pops up and turns into a roll which, you know, kind of looks like a delicious roll. I'd, I'd eat that roll. Uh, she grabs a little pint of water from her shelf. And she eats it while staring at the ships going up into space. And she thinks to herself, I want to go up to space. But then she thinks, actually, I don't want to go up into space because I'm here for a reason. She takes an X-Wing fighter pilot helmet and slaps it on herself looking very fulfilled in life even though she's not her house is inside an 
a four-legged a walker i think they're called the stuff that was on the snow planet in episode five those big walkers she hears a droid in distress it sounds like it's crying and she picks up her bow staff and walks over a sand dune and looks over to see that the droid has been caught inside of a net and she tells the dude that caught it to screw off the guy says you screw off she runs to him and pulls out a knife and uncuts the uh, uncuts the net to release the droid. The dude just walks off, even though that droid is probably worth several thousand. That droid's worth several thousand, and so he he okay. <laughs> These people are poor, right? Tito, whatever his name was, that caught the droid. He doesn't have very much money. And he caught that droid fair and square. Like, he caught it. That's like thousands of dollars right there. She comes by and unleashes... Like, she just... <laughs> she comes by and cuts open the net. This dude just lost thousands of dollars. And he's totally fine with it. And he just goes away. She basically just stole this droid from him. She pulls off his antenna, fixes his antenna. Where do you come from? Puts the antenna back on. Classified, really? Me too. Big secret. Nima outpost is that way. Stay off Kelvin. She tells him where to get to. the sinking fields in the north, you'll drown in the sand. Tells him where to get to civilization. He doesn't want to go there though. He wants to follow her. Don't follow me. Town is that way. No. It also doesn't make sense why, like, you have to realize that she comes from a pretty, probably not a very good childhood experience, I would say. You know, she's all by herself on the sand dunes, living inside old wreckage, and she salvages parts all day long for just one meal of food at the end of the day. So she's poor, and she finds this droid, which is in, like, tippity-top shape. Like, it looks like a nice droid. It's probably worth thousands. And not only did she just steal it from this other dude, but then she just tells it to go away. I, I feel like she would probably grow up with a live-or-die kind of mentality, you know, survival of the fittest. She would probably take this droid and sell it. There's no way that she'd be this nice for no reason. And, you know, later on in the movies, it tells us when her parents left her and... It just furthers the point that she wouldn't be this nice in a live or die situation that she's in. Like, this is her life. Anyway, she tells BB-8 to follow her because she gets annoyed of it, begging it her to. She tells it that she's going to get rid of it in the morning. Not for money, of course, but just to tell it to leave in the morning. Uh, camera shot goes back to a Death Star with TIE fighters flying in, doing their routinely cruises about. We see Poe sitting on the torture chair. He looks very sweaty and very bloody. Honestly, does not look that good. Comfortable? Not really. I'm impressed. No one has been able to get out of you. What you did with the map. Kylo Ren walks closer to him. Poe, you have to realize. Poe has been severely tortured at this point and slapped in the face because he has, like, bloody marks. He's obviously been hit with blunt objects on his head. But he still has a sense of humor. I say, it's pretty impressive. 
pretty impressive for him. Kylo Ren puts his hand up to his forehead and uses his, uh... <laughs> uses his force techniques. Poe looks like he's taking a big dump after eating a Where chalupa from Taco Bell. Kylo Ren intensifies the pain. Poe looks like he's in a bout of constipation and needs some laxatives. In the end, Kylo Ren wins. It's in a droid, a BB unit. Well then, if it's on Jakku, we'll soon have it. I leave that to you. Kylo Ren tells General Hux, "Go get the BB-8." He still might show up. Whoever it is you're waiting for. Classified. I know all about waiting. For my family. They'll be back. Ray's waiting for her family. One day. One day. Come on. Uh, BB-8 follows her to the pawn shop. Let me see here. One half portion. The pawn shop screws her over. What about the droid? What about him? I'll pay for him. Sixty portions. Sixty portions. For the droid, she grabs it, looking at it with desire. She looks back at the droid, with which she has no attachment to at this point. She just met it. Actually, the droids are not for sale. And she decides that the droid's not for sale, just takes her quarter portion that she earned from her other stuff, and the droid follows her. Pawn shop owner's angry. He tells his goons to steal the droid from her. It cuts to a stormtrooper walking into the torch chamber that Poe is in, telling him that Kylo Ren wants Poe. So he grabs Poe and brings him... into what looks like a maintenance closet type thing. What? This is a rescue. I'm helping you escape. Can you fly a TIE fighter? You with the resistance? What? No, no, no. I'm breaking you out. Can you fly a TIE fighter? I can fly anything. Why? Why are you helping me? Because it's the right thing to do. You need a pilot. I need a pilot. We're gonna do this. Yeah? Anyway, so... Stormtrooper takes Poe into the hangar bay where all the TIE fighters are. They wait for a group of officers to walk by and then they run towards the TIE fighters and get inside. It's a two-person TIE fighter. I always wanted to fly one of these things. Can you shoot? Blasters I can. Okay, same principle. Use the toggle on the left to switch between missiles, cannons, and mag pulse. Use the sight on the right to aim. Triggers to fire. This is very complicated. They turn on the TIE fighter and they proceed to fly away. But the gas line is still connected to the TIE fighter for refueling, so they can't leave because it's tethered to the Star Destroyer. So, okay. So... <clears throat> The X-Wing that Poe originally had back on Jakku before it exploded, it it only took one shot to destroy that TIE Fighter. I'm going to count here for you today how many shots it takes 
to not only not destroy this TIE fighter, but this TIE fighter literally just flies away fully operational afterwards. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. See, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They're still shooting. He's shooting them. There's another one. 13, 14. Let's see. They're still shooting at him, and he's still shooting at them. Um, the Stormtrooper uses the blasters on the TIE Fighter to destroy the command center. Uh, Poe turns on hyperdrive. Poe turns on hyperdrive and disables, or disconnects from the fuel line. So, 14, what did I say? 14? 14 shots. Poe's ship took one shot and it exploded. This ship took 14. No damage. Inconsistencies. This movie has a lot of inconsistencies. So they go... They go underneath the... Okay. They go underneath the Star Destroyer. Instead of away from it, they go underneath it. Where all the cannons are. All the cannons are shooting at them from underneath the Star Destroyer. The stormtrooper that saved Poe uses the guns to take out only two. Only two cannons that he shoots. They're celebrating over it. I mean, that's pretty cool. He took out two cannons, but only two. They only destroyed two. Hey, what's your name? FN2187. F. What? That's the only name they ever gave me. Well, I ain't using it. FN, huh? Finn, I'm gonna call you Finn, is that alright? Finn. Yeah. Finn, I like that. I'm Poe, Poe Dameron. Good to meet you, Poe. Good to meet you too, Finn. Okay, so his name's Finn. Yay. They're taking out our lasers. Okay. There's like a billion lasers, like turrets, on the bottom of this ship. They shot two of them, and this man right here literally just said they took out all of our turbo lasers. Use the ventral cannons. Yes, sir. Bringing them online. General Hux, is it the resistance pilot? Yes, and he had help from one of our own. We're checking the registers now to identify which stormtrooper it was. The one from the village, FN-2187. Sir, ventral cannons hot. Fire. All right, so they have some missile cannons coming on here. They shoot. They shoot four missiles at them. Only four. I don't know why they only would shoot four. You'd think that they would shoot more than that. The missiles are getting closer and closer to the ship, but somehow aren't faster than it. Like, they're the same speed, which is kind of weird, because you think that missiles would be faster than a ship. But, you know, I guess it's space and physics don't apply in Star Wars, so it's fine. We're going back to Jakku, that's where. No, 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 we can't go back to Jakku. We need to get out of this system. I gotta get my droid before the First Order does. What, a, a droid? That's right, he's a baby. Okay, realize what Poe says here. Poe says, I'm going back to this planet to get my droid. Okay, this is very important later on in the movie. Unit, orange and white, one of a kind. I don't care what color he is. No droid can be that important. This one is. We gotta get as far away from the First Order as we can. Go back to Jakku, we die. That droid has a map that leads straight to Luke Skywalker. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Okay, so how does Finn know who Luke Skywalker is? Because he was taken from his family when he was just a baby to be trained to be a stormtrooper. Why would they tell him who Luke Skywalker is? Just saying, just saying, let's continue on. One of the missiles hits the TIE fighter and destroys it like, it's pretty destroyed, I, I saw it right there, it's pretty destroyed. Like that's a pretty destroyed TIE fighter, not gonna lie. And it's from space falling into the atmosphere. Hey 
7 reported to my division was evaluated and sent to reconditioning. No prior signs of non-conformity. This was his first offense. General, they've been hit. Destroyed. Disabled. They were headed back to Jakku. The fighters projected a crash in the Goazon Badlands. So they, they know exactly where it's crashing. Send a squad to the wreckage. He tells them to send a squad to the wreckage. We now see Finn um, on the desert floor in a... Uh, he was in like a chair with a parachute. I can't remember what they're called. When you, um, not discharge. I can't remember what it's called. When you send your seat out of the aircraft and float the landing. He turns around and sees the wreckage of the ship. Anyway, so what I'm wondering is why didn't they send more TIE fighters out? Like why did they only try to destroy this rogue TIE fighter with cannons? Why wouldn't they send out more TIE fighters to go and intercept it. it like, I, I don't understand. Anyway, let's continue going. Finn finds the wreckage. It was several miles away, by the way, so he has been running for some time. Finds the wreckage. The First Order hasn't arrived yet. It's probably been, I'd say, an hour. It probably would take an hour to run several miles through the desert, probably more, honestly. He looks inside the TIE fighter and finds Poe. He finds Poe's. Poe's like, uh... Leather, leather jacket. The TIE fighter gets swallowed up into the sands and goes underneath the sands. Poe looks pretty... I mean, Finn looks pretty sad, but at least he got a free jacket from it, I guess. The TIE fighter explodes from underground. Once again, Finn is sad, but hey, free leather jacket. Pretty sweet. He starts walking in a random direction while taking off his armor, so he's leaving a trail as to which way he's going. And he doesn't really know where he's going. He's literally just walking in the sand. Right here, it's pretty interesting because they show a high-up scene of him in the sand dunes, and he's looking forward, and there's literally nothing in front of him. So, like, he is miles away from civilization. So, you know, walking miles through the desert probably takes some time. I'd say several hours. He's just walking. Finally, he finds a civilization. But the First Order hasn't arrived yet. Where, where's the First Order? Why is it taking them, like, five hours to get to a wreckage site? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Here's General Hux and Kylo Ren on the Star Destroyer. Careful, Ren. That your personal interests not interfere with orders from Leader Snoke. I want that map. For your sake, I suggest you get it. This is when the feud between Kylo Ren and Hux start. Uh, it shows back to Poe running through the village looking for water. He looks very distressed. He's bothering a lot of people. He looks like he's about to cry as he grabs hold of a pole that's keeping a tent up. He hears water in the background and he turns and he sees a big pig drinking out of the water. He runs towards it. 
and proceeds to drink out of the nasty water. After two sips, he realizes it's disgusting and he almost throws up, but he's very thirsty, so he continues to drink out of the water. Alright. <clears throat> Sorry, I took a snack break. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. So, Finn turns around and he sees uh, Ray getting molested by a bunch of people. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I should say harassed. But then she she proceeds to destroy them. These are the goons of the pawn shop owner, and she destroys all of them. Finn stops running to help her because she realizes, oh, she 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 got all those guys, no problem. Um, Finn sees BB-8, and he's like, that kind of looks like Poe's droid that he was describing to me when I was in the TIE Fighter. He walks a little bit closer to get a look at it. The droid recognizes the jacket that Poe's wearing and alerts Ray that... Something's, something's up here, something's kind of sus. She runs towards Finn very angrily, so Finn kind of runs away through the village, and he runs not very far, and then she gets in front of him somehow and knocks him in the face with her bow staff. Calls him a thief. BB-8 zaps him. I've had a pretty messed up day, all right? So I'd appreciate it if you stopped accusing me. Stop! Stop it! Where'd you get it? It belongs to his master. It belongs to Poe Dameron. That was his name, right? He was captured by the First Order. I helped him escape, but her ship crashed. Poe didn't make, make it. it. Oh, why did I know that line? Because I watched this earlier today. Ah... BB-8 gets very sad. I'm sorry. Rolls away. Ray looks kind of sad as well, even though she doesn't know these people and just met them today. She asks him if he's with the resistance. Finn Obviously. lies. With the resistance, yeah. I am with the resistance. I've never met a resistance fighter before. She looks into his eyes very sus-like, like she's looking back and forth between his pupils. BB-8 says he's on a secret mission. He has to get back to your base. Very weird. The least Luke Skywalker and everyone's after it. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. I thought he was just a myth. How did I know that line too? Oh yeah, that's right. I watched this earlier today. Ha ha ha. I wasn't recording. What a bummer. Uh, BB-8 shows Ray and. Finn, some troopers from the First Order. Finn grabs Ray's hands and proceeds to run away while they're getting shot from behind. Somehow the troopers miss all their shots and uh, Finn and Ray and BB-8 lose the troopers. The troopers proceed to just beat on the locals for no apparent reason. Uh, Finn and Ray run into a tent. She asks BB if it's okay, even though it's a droid, no one cares. Poe hears TIE Fighters. Sorry, Finn. Finn hears TIE Fighters from a distance. They fly above and shoot right behind them, hitting them. Ray is perfectly fine, but Finn gets knocked out and is just laying in the sand, all kind of sad looking there. Ray crawls over to Finn and touches him. I don't even think he was honestly 
unconscious. I think he just wanted Ray to touch him, honestly. She helps him up. They stand up. They run away through the village. Everybody's missing their shots, even though they're running out in the open sand. Like, there's literally no buildings that they're in. They're just running in the open sand. They're running towards a ship. Running towards the ship. The TIE Fighters destroy the ship. They watch the ship as it explodes. She says that we're going to go to the garbage ship. The garbage ship is the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yay! Millennium Falcon's back, guys. Let's go. They get onto the Millennium Falcon. Somehow the TIE Fighters miss every single shot to the Millennium Falcon because the plot armor of the Millennium Falcon is literally 50 years thick. She turns on the Millennium Falcon even though it hasn't flown in years. You think the battery would have died or something? I don't know. I don't know if spaceships have batteries, but maybe they do. You think that they would? Keep in mind that Ray has never flown a ship before in her life, like never before. She crashes it into the ground. Later. Okay. That's a pretty decent crash right there. That's like, like, that's some damage right there. That's a lot of damage. She also crashes the front of it into a building, like a thick building, too. There's no way that there was no damage accumulated in that crash. Ponchop owner runs out very upset because that's a ship. She flies the ship away even though this is her first time flying anything. Remember, it's very important to understand that this is her first time flying a ship in her life. She does a very cool backflip 360 thing within seconds of flying the ship first. First time ever in her life. TIE Fighters take a wide turn, proceed to follow her. She's flying very close to the sand dunes. Try sitting in this thing. She's trying to turn on the shield. She has to reach across the entire cockpit to turn it on. Finn gets the cannon working and proceeds to try to shoot at the TIE Fighters. He misses all the shot. Reasonably misses all the shot because it's his first time ever shooting from that cannon. Ray is just overpowered because she's able to fly the ship first try without any problem. She's firing very close to the sand dudes. She skids a little bit on the sand. Like, that's going to take off some pain. She scrapes. <laughs> okay. She scratches the underbelly of the ship on the side of a metal wall. Keep in mind that the turret that Finn is using is on the bottom of the ship. Like it would have scraped it off. But once again, plot armor. She's flying through the wreckage of a destroyed star destroyer, going up and down through the various structures of the Star Destroyer that are rusting away. She does a very quick turn around the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Poe shoots one of the TIE Fighters. It dies. Millennium Falcons flying very close to the ground, weaving in and out of wreckage. 
The TIE Fighter destroys Finn's turret, which would have been destroyed anyway earlier, but, you know, now it's destroyed because it's a TIE Fighter shot it, so... Ray looks towards the Star Destroyer that she was scavenging just the day before that we saw her leaving earlier in the movie. She goes up, does another 360-180 turn. She, like, spins 360 and then turns Millennium Falcon 180. Goes inside... She goes inside the engine bay of... <laughs> not the engine bay, I guess, but kind of the engine bay. She goes, like, you know, the... the uh, the engines have an exhaust port. She goes into the exhaust port where all the power is produced. I can't remember what they're called, like throttle funnels or something like that. She goes into one of those. So basically she's flying into an engine of a Star Destroyer. This is her first time flying. Not just the Millennium Falcon, but any ship. Are we really doing this? She's flying, like, better than I've ever seen anybody fly in my life. She flies through a super tight space that barely fits the Millennium Falcon into it. Right before the TIE Fighter can make his last shot to take out the engine, she does a really quick turn out of the Star Destroyer. She turns off the engines and proceeds to do a free fall, allowing Finn to use his cannon. Okay. So when Finn's cannon got destroyed, it was stuck in the downward position, and so she turned off her she turned off the engine and let the Millennium Falcon fly upside down so that Finn could get a good shot at the TIE Fighter from upside down, even though his cannon got disabled, but for some reason it got enabled for half a second so that he could shoot the last TIE Fighter. Anyways, let's keep it. TIE Fighter explodes. He gives a manly woo. And the Millennium Falcon goes up into space. And there, that's it. Like, there's, there's no Star Destroyer out there. Nobody cares. Like, like the first order doesn't try to stop them at all. They sent three Tie Fighters to try to stop them, and when they flew away, they were just kind of like, "Oh no, they're going away," and it just doesn't really make any sense. We both will. I don't know your name. Yours. I'm Ray. I'm Ray. Nice. Once again, first order not trying to first order is not trying to find them at all. Something explodes in the background, looks like a fuel line or a pipeline or something like that. Scene cuts back to the Star Destroyer. It shows a officer walking up to Kylo Ren and he says Sir, we were unable to acquire the droid on Jakku. Kyron slowly turns dramatically. Kyron has a hissy fit and destroys his instrument panel sitting in front of him with his lightsaber. He goes ham on it pretty hard, actually. He says... Anything else? Officer says... The two were accompanied by a girl. He grabs the officer with the force and chokes him out. 
and says, and then the scene cuts back to Ray trying to fix whatever's broken on the Millennium Falcon. We've got to get out of this system. BB-8 said the location of the resistance bases need to know. If I'm taking you there, I need to know. This? Finn calls BB-8 over. Speak that. Between us, I'm not with the resistance, okay? I'm just trying to get away. BB-8 is shook. Would you tell us where the base is? I'll get you there first. Deal? Droid, please. Pilot's driver, hurry. So where's your base? Hold on, BB-8, tell him. BB-8's unsure and looking back and forth between Poe, po, er, Finn, and Ray. The Ilenium system. Yeah, the Ilenium system, that's the one. Get us there as fast as you can. I'll drop you to Panema Terminal. I need the bonding tape, hurry. What about you? I've got to get back to Jakku. Okay. It's important to real. <laughs> Sorry, the I, I stopped on a funny frame. It's important to realize that BB-8 and the Resistance... I don't know why the Resistance has to be hidden... Why is it a hidden base? The, uh, they're literally supported by the Republic. Their base should be on a capital planet in the Republic, like um, Coruscant or something like that. They shouldn't be out in the middle of nowhere hiding because they are supported by the, by the galaxy's uh, government now. They don't have to hide anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? It's not that one. That place is... No. No. The one I'm pointing to. No. 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 If we don't patch this up, the propulsion tank will overflow and flood this shit with poisonous gas. This? Yes. Why didn't she just tell him what the color of the tape was? He was holding up a gray tape and then a black tape and then a green tape. And she's like, no, 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 because the tape she wanted him to grab was yellow. Just say, grab the yellow tape, please. You're a pilot. You can fly anywhere. Why go back? You got a family? You got a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? None of your business. That's why. The ship turns off and goes to oof town mode. They get out of the weird kind of maintenance place that they were in. She checks the scanners. Someone locked onto them. They look up and see a ginormous ship. Finn climbs up on top of the instrument panel in the cockpit to look, get a closer look at it. He thinks it's the First Order. It's a massive ship swallowing them up. It's not like massive, massive, but it's pretty big. It's the First Order. What do we do? There must be something. You said poisonous gas. I fixed that. Can you unfix it? So they decide that they're going to lure the First Order onto the ship and then destroy the poisonous gas while wearing gas masks. The ship turns on power again. Ray closes up the hatch that they're hiding in and proceeds to try to undo the poisonous gas. The door is starting to open. Slowly. Ever so slowly. And it opens. And behold, it's Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yay! Yay. We're home. Ray drops something like an idiot. Han opens up the hatchet they're in, points a gun at them. 
Where's the pilot? I'm the pilot. You? No, it's true. We're the only ones on board. You can understand that thing? And that thing can understand you, too, so watch it. Come on out of there. Where'd you get this ship? Nemo Outpost. Jack who? That junkyard? Thank you, junkyard. I told you we should have double-checked the western reaches. <laughs> who had it? You came? I stole it from Uncle Plot. He stole it from the Irving boys who stole it from Duquesne. Who stole it from me? Well, you tell them that Han Solo just stole back the Millennium Falcon for good. This is a Millennium Falcon. You're Han Solo. I used to be. Han Solo, the Rebellion General? No, the smuggler. Once again, once again, how does Finn know who all these people are if he was brainwashed from birth to only know how to fight? Wasn't he a war hero? Just saying. This is a ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12. 12. Yeah, I've already watched this movie. Literally just a couple hours ago. Anyway, Han Solo walks into the cockpit, the good old cockpit. And he looks around, reminiscing about the good old days of him and Leia and Luke and Ben Kenobi. Hey. And then he realizes something. Some moof milker put a compressor on the ignition line. Uncle plucked it. I thought it was a mistake too, puts too much stress, stress on, on the, the hyperdrive. Chewie, throw him in a pod. We'll drop him at the nearest inhabited planet. Wait, no. We need your help. My help? This droid has to get to the Resistance base as soon as possible. He's carrying a map to Luke Skywalker. Han Solo recognizes the name Luke Skywalker, obviously. Are the Han Solo that fought with the Rebellion? Once again, how does Finn know that? You knew him. They hear a clinky clanky. Hansel thinks a Rathar got loose, but in fact. Actually, I shouldn't say that yet. So they run out and check the security cameras to see what it is. He checks the security cameras. Sequavian Death Game. What's a Rathar? They're big and they're dangerous. Have you ever heard of the Trillium Massacre? No. Good. Once again, how does Finn know what the Trillium Massacre was? Just saying. Three of them going to King Prana. Three? How'd you get them on board? You used to have a bigger crew. <laughs> yes, everyone get everyone got eaten by the Rathars except for old man Han Solo and Chewbacca. What about BB-8? Stays with me until. So Han Solo shoves Finn, BB-8, and Ray. A Rathar bangs against the glass and scares him, but he shoves Finn, Ray, and BB-8 into yes, like do. a little hideaway hole the the death gang comes aboard the ship han solo sees them and stands in front of the hallway that they're walking into oh no he keeps pb8 pb8 staying with him nice an irish man maybe scottish the leader you're a dead man he's the leader of the gang what's the problem the problem is we loaned you fifty thousand for this job so they're crawling underneath the floor. So at this point, Finn and Ray are right underneath the uh, the death gang, basically. 
I spent that money. Kanja Club wants their investment back too. I never made a deal with Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. Kanja Club comes in through another door and walks up to him. Kasu Leech. Good to see you. Speaking different language, and they don't have subtitles, so I don't know what the crap they're saying. Boys, you're both gonna get what I promised. Have I ever not delivered for you before? Yes. What was the second time? Your game is old. There's no one in the galaxy left for you to swindle. That BB unit. First Order is looking for one just like it. And two fugitives. First I've heard of it. That's why they so... The gangs are starting to move on Han Solo while Ray and Finn are walking underneath the deck and looking at various... Okay, Ray has an idea to close the blast doors and try to trap the gangs inside of a specific area. Um, which, you know, I guess it makes a little bit of sense, I would say. It makes, it makes a little bit of sense. The only problem is that she's an idiot. So she does the wrong fuses and the Rathars get out. The gang's closing on a hall, so we'll hear the Rathars. So all the Rathars get out, and Han Solo knows it. The Rathars proceed to kill everyone, except for Han Solo and Chewie, because they have, once again, 50-year-old plot armor, and you can't, you can't really do anything against them. Unless you're Ben Solo, but that's for another time. Han Solo punches a random guy and throws him to a Rathar, which eats him, and then proceeds to not go after him anymore. The Rathar is just eating people. The leader of Kanja Club runs away and Ray and Finn pop out of a hatch. And they come... So, you know, Ray and Finn were underneath the, uh, the floor of the ship, so they just got back onto the main floor of the ship. And they're now running through halls where the Rathar are, even though it'd probably be smarter for them to stay underneath the ship because Rathar can't fit underneath their little crawl spaces that they were in. But anyway, let's continue on with the movie. What do they, look like? they see Rathar eating a bunch of people. They look like that. This way. Finn gets taken by a Rathar. Okay. And the, the Rathar is just running away with Finn. So every other person that the Rathar ate, it just ate him, like instantly. But Finn, it doesn't eat instantly. Just just saying. Inconsistent. Like before. Ray looks for him. She probably has a crush. On the delicious Coco Man. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Luckily, no one's probably going to listen to this. So. She looks on the security cameras and sees that Finn is being taken to a certain section, and she's ready to close a blast door as Finn is going through it. 
she does it successfully. She cuts off the Rathar's arms and saves Finn. Once again, why didn't the Rathar eat him? I don't really know. Anso tries to get to the Millennium Falcon as uh, Chewbacca is shooting all of the gang members. Chewbacca gets shot. Han Solo grabs Chewbacca's gun and shoots somebody. And then he uses the gun that he took from Chewbacca to shoot open the door. Like they do classically every single time. Um, I was going to take a break, but I think we should probably finish up this scene. So Finn and Rey meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca and they help him onto the Millennium Falcon and then they're going to fly away with the Millennium Falcon. Hey, where are you going? Uncle Platt installed a fuel pump too. If we don't prime that, we're not going anywhere. I hate that guy. And you could use a co-pilot? I got one. He's back there. <laughs> What's the thrust? We're going out of here at light speed. From inside the hangar? Is that even possible? I never ask that question until after I've done it. <laughs> A Rathar jumps on top of the cockpit and starts eating the glass. The gang members try to shoot at the Millennium Falcon. Once again, plot armor, 50 years thick. Not gonna get through it. Jump to light speed from inside the hangar, which inform the first order that Han Solo has the droid they want, and it's which is the Millennium Falcon, which is a little bit impossible, but you know it's fine. Cuts to a scene of two Tie Fighters flying to a big planet that looks like a supermassive Death Star, but it's a planet. This is Supreme Leader Snoke talking to General Hux and Kylo Ren. If Will rise. Supreme Leader, I take full responsibility. General! Our strategy must now change. The weapon, it is ready. I believe the time has come to use it. We shall destroy the government that supports the resistance, the Republic. Without their friends to protect them, the resistance will be vulnerable, and we will stop them before they reach Skywalker. Go. Oversee preparations. Yes, Supreme Leader. General Hux, as he walks away, gives like a nasty glance at Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren looks at him, and then General Hux gives yes, a slight smile and walks away. Have you felt it? Yes. There's something more. The droid we seek is aboard the Millennium Falcon. In the hands of your father. We now learn that Kylo Ren is Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo's son is you Kylo Ren. To me. Even you, master of the Knights of Ren, have never faced such a test. By the grace Knights of, of Ren, I will not be seduced. It's very important to remember the Knights of Ren because we never see them again very important to remember them. So, I think they do come up in episode 9 though, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We'll have to watch it. 
It cuts back to the Millennium Falcon in hyperdrive. Some things are exploding. Try transferring auxiliary power to secondary tank. I got it. Chewie, come on! Finn tries to repair Chewie, but Chewie doesn't want him to. Chewie screams at BB-8, and he runs away. This hyperdrive blows are gonna be pieces of us in three different systems. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so. <clears throat> There's a electrical malfunction. Something is, like, one of the wires is getting a little bit heated up. And the hyperdrive is about to explode. Ray, by fixing it, here's how she fixes it. She pulls out a piece of the wiring harness and holds wires in her hands and says this. I bypassed the compressor. <laughs> no. <sighs> she rips out a piece of what looks like an Arduino motherboard with wires hanging from it and says, I bypassed the compressor. A compressor... Uh, you have to remove a compressor to bypass it. You can't just bypass it. But anyway, uh, sorry. We'll just keep going. Huh. And this isn't just Star Wars me. This is like in real life me too. Like you can't just bypass something like that. You have to remove it. That's just how like mechanics works. I work on cars. I, should, I, I know. There's no compressors on cars really, but still mechanical. Finn and Han are talking. So, fugitives, huh? The First Order wants the map. Finn is with the Resistance. I'm just a scavenger. See what you got. Han Solo tells BB-8 to open up the map, so BB-8 turns on the map. Han Solo looks at it. Ever since Luke disappeared, people have been looking for him. Why did he leave? He was training a new generation of Jedi. One boy, an apprentice, turned against him, destroyed it all. Luke felt responsible. He just walked away from everything. Do you know what happened to him? A lot of rumors, stories. People that knew him best. I think he went looking for the first Jedi temple. The Jedi were real. I used to wonder about that myself. Okay, how, what? How does she know what it is? How does she know? She's been living on a desert planet with, uh. Let's just continue watching the movie. Jumbo Jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. Crazy thing is. Thank you, Han Solo. So they're coming up on their destination. You want my help? You're getting it. Gonna see an old friend. She'll get your droid home. This is our stop. So they're going up to a destination. 
that come out of hyperspace to a planet. And that is where I'm going to take my break because we're, I think, halfway through the movie. So I'm going to take a break. For you, it's going to be no time at all. But for me, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a break. So thank you so much. Why am I saying thank you? The podcast isn't over. I'm sorry. I'm just taking a break. I'll see you guys in like, for you, two seconds for me. So. Okay. We're back. It's movie time. Uh, main reason why I took a break is because I needed to charge my headphones because they were dying. So, all right. Let's continue on with the movie. So they fly to a fancy-looking kind of... I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. has a bunch of trees on the planet, basically. Han Solo feels sad after Rey says that. They fly across a beautiful-looking pond to a castle-type-looking thing. They land. Rey's the first one to step out. She runs to the pond... She looks over it in awe. Hey, Solo. I'm not sure what we're walking into. Did you just here. call me Solo? Sorry, Hoth, Mr. Solo. You should know, I'm a big deal in the Resistance, which puts a real target on my back. Are there any conspirators here? Like First Order sympathizers? That's a big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Ooh. Finn is shook. Han Solo steps out to meet Rey. You might need this. Hands her a pistol. I think I can handle myself. I know you do. That's why I'm giving it to you. Take it. She uh, instantly aims it. Yeah, you pull the trigger. A little bit more to it than that. She doesn't have very good gun ethics. Me coming from Montana, I know gun ethics. Ray. I've been thinking about bringing on some more crew, Ray. A second mate, someone to help out, someone who can keep up with Chewie and me, appreciates the Falcon. Are you offering me a job? Wouldn't be nice to you. Doesn't pay much. You're offering me a job. How much time is left in this movie? Thinking about An hour? <sighs> That's right, we're not even to the main fight yet. Oh my gosh. If you were, I'd be flattered. But I have to get home. Jakku? I've already been away too long. Chewie, check out the ship as best you can. It's too bad. Chewie kind of likes you. How sweet. Solo, why are we here again? Get your droid on a clean ship. So right now they're walking towards the castle. They pass by a riggedy looking walker droid. Okay. She's run this watering hole for a thousand years. The the music <laughs> The music in this bar or whatever the crap this is. I mean, just just listen to the music. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it before. It's just I wasn't really expecting it the first time I heard it from a Star Wars movie. 
because you know this is this is like new age cantina cantina music i guess i don't know it's kind of a beat though kind of a bop basically the camera's going around the bar showing everyone who's in there and it ends on a really short looking lady with big glasses She yells at Han Solo. Everyone turns to look at Han Solo. Hey, Moss. Where's my boyfriend? Chewie's working on the Falcon. I like that Wookiee. I assume you need something. Desperately. Let's get to it. There's this lady that notices the droid. She whispers to whosoever lap she's sitting in and walks away. Shows the band playing and some people gambling and some very massive mosquitoes playing cards. And then this other droid, this other droid realizes, like, this other droid recognizes BB-8 as well and says something into his microphone. And the lady that was sitting on the other dude's lap that whispered something in his ear and then walked away also said something on her comm link. So both people have said something. Scene cuts to a Star Destroyer floating through space and here's Kylo Ren looking super sad. I mean, he's, he has his mask on so you can't see his face, but I'm guessing he's sad. I feel it again. He feels it again. The pull to the light. The pull to the light. Ooh. Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again the power of the darkness. And you wonder who he's talking to? But I will let nothing stand in our way. Show me. Grandfather. He's talking I will finish to what you started. I will finish what you started. He's talking to Darth Vader's mask, which <laughs> Okay. This is also a very interesting point. Like, <laughs> Darth Vader dies, right? And he dies on, like, one of the moons of Endor, right? Or maybe it was Endor itself. I don't really know. And he's and he's burnt. Like he doesn't die. He dies of the Death Star. But Luke carries him out of the Death Star, and then you know he, uh, like cremates his body, on Endor. Kylo Ren must have went to Endor and found this mask in the dirt. And he also must have not have heard the story about. You do realize that Darth Vader turned and turned to good right before he died, right? Like I'm sure Princess Leia would have told him that, because you know. He's Leia's and Han Solo's son, so it's like I don't know, it just doesn't really make sense. Anyway, let's let's continue on. Here we have BB eight and the old lady sitting with the crew. You are right back in the mess. The old lady's name is Maz. You've been running away from this fight for too long. Go home. Leia doesn't want to see me. Please, 
We came here for your help. What fight? The only fight against the dark side. The dark side. I've seen evil take many forms. The Sith, the Empire. Today, it is the First Order. Their shadow spreading across the It's zooming on on the people's faces across the table as Maz is talking. All of us. There is no fight against the First Order. Not one we can win. Look around. There's no chance we haven't been recognized already. I bet you the First Order is on their way right. Maz is touching her glasses and zooming in. What are you doing? She steps up onto the table and knocks off a couple strings. Solo? What is she doing? She moves closer. She moves closer to Finn's face. You see the same eyes in different people. I'm looking at the eyes of a man who wants to run. You don't know a thing about me. Where I'm from. What I've seen. You don't know the First Order like I do. They'll slaughter us. We all need to run. Hmm. Ray's confused because she thinks that he's part of the Resistance still. You see those two? They'll trade work for transportation to the She points at, like, this guy with a red mask and this goblin-looking thing. Simp. We're not done yet. We have to get him back to your base. Finn says he stands up. He offers Han Solo's blaster back. Han Solo says to keep it. Finn walks away. Ray looks shocked. BB-8 doesn't really look like he cares a whole lot. He is a droid, but yeah. Who's the girl? Finn is talking to Red Mask Guy and the Goblin Guy. What are you doing? Ray walks up. Don't leave without me. Finn and Ray walk away and start to talk. You can't just go. I won't let you. I'm not who you think I am. Finn, what are you talking about? I'm not resistance. I'm not a hero. I'm a stormtrooper. I'll never know. And raised to do one thing. Kill. When I first battled, oh, Dane doesn't say Sad. I wasn't going to kill for them. So I ran. Right into you. You looked at me like no one ever had. I was ashamed of what I was. But I'm done with the First Order. I'm never going back. Come with me. Don't go. Simp. They're Take both simps. Please. So he decides that he's gonna run away. She looks like she's about to cry, even though she just met this dude like two days ago. He leaves with a red mask guy and goblin looking dude. Ray hears, like, visions in her head of a little girl screaming. Finn turns around and looks back as he's walking out, and then the door closes. 
Ray is walking towards a dungeon-looking staircase down into darkness. And she hears the screams of little girl down below. BB-8's watching her like, what you doing? Ray walks down into the dungeon and BB-8 follows her. She proceeds to walk down a long-ish hallway into the dungeon. Oh man, this next scene's gonna be like so hard to comment because it's so quick. Shoot. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Uh, a door opens without anybody touching it. It just kind of opens on its own. She decides to just walk into it. BB-8 is like, what the hell are you doing? And falls behind her. She's looking around as she's walking to this room. She goes to a very specifically placed chest. Like, there's a lot of other stuff she could have went to, but she just goes to this chest immediately. She's opening it. She opens it very slowly. Her hand is going towards it. She's about to grab it. She's also grabbing it very slowly. She's looking at it very hard. She touches it. And she gets transported into a different area where it's like a black hallway and lights are turning on. She's running through the hallway, but then it explodes and she falls on her side and then she's transported into a dirt-looking planet where Luke Skywalker is with uh, R2-D2 and he's holding R2-D2 while it's raining. It shows Kylo Ren killing a crap ton of people in the rain. She stands up to see Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren looking at her in the rain, out in the middle of nowhere. Kylo Ren notices her and starts to walk towards her. She hears a scream, she turns around real quickly, she sees a younger version of her on Jakku as she's taken away by the, the pawns, pawn guy, pawn shop guy. She looks up to see a, a, a spaceship running away, but then she's transported into a winter planet. And Kylo Ren steps in front of her and turns on a lightsaber and then she falls back down and now she's inside the dungeon again. And Maz walks up to her. What was that? I shouldn't have gone in there. That lightsaber was Luke's and his father's before him and now it calls to you. I have to get back to Jack. Han told me. Maz reaches out her hand, Ray puts her hand in Maz's hand and kneels down to Maz's level because Maz is pretty short. I see your eyes. You already know the truth. Whomever you're waiting for on Jakku, they're never coming back. Ray's about to cry, and she does. I wasn't expecting her to actually cry that time. There's someone who still could. Belonging you seek is not behind you, it is ahead. I am no Jedi, but I know the Force. It moves through and surrounds every living thing. Close your eyes. Moss closes her eyes, and now we get a zoom in on her extremely wrinkly face. She looks like an old tangerine, to be honest. stands up I'm never touching that thing again I don't want any part of this and she runs away 
Ma's looking very disappointed. Looks down. That's it. It shows Ray walking out of the uh, the bar of Ma's castle, and she's running across the courtyard, and then she runs into the forest. Why would you run into the forest? I'm not really sure, but she does anyway. Uh, all right. Transition to the next scene. It it shows um, Star Killer Base. You know the the big planet that looks like the Death Star. General Hux is speaking in front of a massive army of stormtroopers. At this very moment, in a system far from here, the new republic lies to the galaxy while secretly supporting the treachery of the loathsome resistance. This fierce machine which you have built. General Hux is looking extra pasty today. You could even see the skin around his eyes. They're turning a little red. He has nice teeth, though. They're very white. All of the troopers raise their fists up like, like black power. They all turn to see the... Uh, the weapon firing. The weapon fires all of the trees because they're covered in snow. It's like a snow planet. All the trees lose their snow and explode. Sheesh. A giant beam of basically molten lava flies up from the uh, planet and goes into space. It's actually several different beams, probably, I don't know, I'd, I'd say like six, maybe five. It shows Kylo Ren in his Star Destroyer watching the beams as they fly across his field of view. Finn is getting on to the ship where the goblin guy and the red merchant are gonna, you know, take him somewhere for work. He looks up into the sky and he sees all of the red beams. The red beams are traveling through space and hit one planet and it explodes and then it's coming towards another planet, which looks like Coruscant. And it shows a point of view from the Coruscant planet. It destroys it. Like the planet literally just explodes. I think it was five different planets that got exploded right there. Han Solo looks up from Ma's castle and sees all the different planets exploding. Even though, even though those planets are probably light years away, they see it in instant time as if... You know, physics doesn't matter in Star Wars is basically what this film is, is stating. Rey is still traveling through the forest. She gets tired and rests on a rock. And BB-8 followed her. What are you doing? You have to go back. I'm leaving. BB-8. No, you can't. You have to go back. You're too important. They'll help you. TIE Fighters come in on Maz's planet because, you know, the lady that was sitting on the lap of that other guy called in that, um, <clears throat> called in that they recognized the droid. Maz grabs the lightsaber and hands it to Han Solo. A good question for another time. Hanzo asks where she gets it, and she said it's good for another time. She gives it to Finn, actually. Finn takes it. The castle 
the castle shakes because they're bombing it. Ray is running through the forest again with BB-8 following her. I don't really know where she's going. And she looks up and she sees that the castle is being destroyed by the various TIE Fighters. Part of the castle falls and takes out Maz's statue. And then you see Kylo Ren's ship landing besides the castle. Landing beside the castle. Ray sees a stormtrooper and decides to take a pot shot at it. Stormtrooper sees her, takes a shot. She takes, she takes two shots and, and kills him. Two. This is from a distance with a blaster, like a snub-nosed pistol blaster. Unrealistic, inconsistent, inconsistent. All I'm, that's all I'm saying. She's amazed that she makes the shot, looks at the blaster, and then she starts going ham on stormtroopers probably like a hundred yards away and she just shoots a couple of them like pfft, like easy money literally the castle is destroyed already and Kylo Ren walks through the ruins of it Kylo Ren proceeds to walk into the forest Ray keeps shooting troopers Somehow, she is better with a pistol in one hand than the troopers are with a rifle in two hands. A lot of people keep getting killed. Han Solo and Chewbacca climb out of the basement. Han Solo makes a no-look shot. Maz climbs out of the basement too with Finn. Finn is still holding the lightsaber. Maz says, you have a lightsaber, that's your weapon. Finn turns it on. Han Solo and Chewbacca are shooting stuff. Han Solo wants to try the crossbow of Chewbacca. He shoots people with it. And he likes it. Uh, Finn just killed some people. Some shock trooper walks up and turns on his little shocky thing. And Finn and him have a fight. A lot of parries. Poe gets punched in the face. The shock trooper shocks Poe with his shocky staff and sends him flying probably about 10 yards. Shock trooper walks over to Poe. Sorry, not Poe Finn. And the shock trooper gets shot by Han Solo once again using Chewbacca's crossbow. And then they're surrounded by a lot of stormtroopers. And they take him hostage. They look and they see a bunch of TIE fighters coming across the lake. So the resistance comes. And they're flying across the water, creating big waves. Oh, and look who it is. Look who it is. Okay. This, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> it's Poe Dameron. <laughs> Why did he want to go back to Jakku? This is like a little quiz. Why did he want to go back to Jakku after Finn saved him? To get his droid? 
Did he ever retrieve his droid? No. Why not? I don't know. You'd think that he would be looking for it. Instead, he went back to the base without the droid, without a map to Luke Skywalker, without any of that stuff that he was sent on the mission to do. He goes back to Leia and was like, I messed up. The droid's out there somewhere. I don't know where. You would think that he would spend a lot of time looking for that droid. Instead, he just goes back to Resistance, gets a new TIE fighter, and now he's leading a charge on Jakku. Like, bruh. Inconsistent. Just say. Anyway, a bunch of TIE fighters show up. Poe shoots the TIE fighters. I'm sorry if earlier I, I kept getting Poe and Finn mixed up. I, I mean Finn. Like, I don't think Poe is in any of these. Uh, Poe's not in any scene from, like, the scene where he gets saved from Finn all the way until this scene right here. So, anyway, TIE fighters are going ham on the troopers and they're shooting a bunch of people. Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Finn are now free. Uh, they get their weapons back from the troopers that took them. Finn takes back the lightsaber and the blaster, so now he has a lightsaber and a blaster, and he shoots people one-handedly with a with a rifle. Then he looks up in the sky and sees Poe flying his TIE fighter, and he Poe proceeds to kill a bunch of people and a bunch of TIE fighters. Um, Poe is flying around with his X-1, just killing people. Finn gets hyped, Poe gets hyped, cuts back to Rey in the forest, she points her gun at absolutely nothing, for no reason. Camera zooms in on her face, she's looking around, nothing's there, she steps into like this canyon type thingy, nothing's there once again. Kylo Ren shows up with his lightsaber, and she shoots at him, and he blocks every single bullet. She's stumbling over her feet as she's walking backwards. She then climbs up the side of the canyon and gets out of it, and Kylo Ren climbs up the same side, and she's shooting her shots at Kylo, and he blocks all of them, and then uses the force to make her freeze in place. It kind of looks like she's having a spasm attack, but it's cool. Kaloran walks around her. The droid. He puts his blade up to her neck and asks where the droid is, cuts back to the TIE fighters, and all the troopers dying. One of the troopers requests air support, goes back to Kylo Ren trying to do his, you know, little mind thing like he did on Poe to get stuff out of him. The map. The map. You've seen it. You've seen it. Since she's seen the map, we need more troops. Pull the division out. Forget the droid. We have what we need. Uses the force to knock her out. Which? Why doesn't he use that later on in the movie? Okay. <laughs> oh man. Inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Okay, I'm just. I'm gonna take a drink of water because I'm getting thirsty. I'm recording, aren't I? Am I recording?
totally recording. Nice. I love it when I'm actually recording because before you watched this movie today and I wasn't recording. Okay, let's continue. <clears throat> Han Solo sees that Kylo Ren is taking Rey into his ship. He looks angry. Finn shows up and sees it as well. He looks angry. He decides to run after the ship and try to and try to stop him even though it's Kylo Ren and you ain't gonna stop Kylo Ren Finn I'm sorry he screams Rey as the ship is flying away and all of the TIE fighters and uh, Kylo Ren's ship flies away BB-8 is still in the forest for some reason a resistance ship lands Finn comes over to Han Solo. He tells Han Solo that she's gone. Han Solo doesn't really seem that distressed about it because he's coming up with a plan. And a bunch of resistance fighters come out of the resistance ship, including General Leia. Ooh, yay. The gang's all here. Except for Luke. C-3PO steps in front of Han Solo as he's looking at Leia. I don't like this scene. It's so awkward for no reason. Han walks closer to Leia. Change your hair. Same jacket. Jacket. Chewbacca walks up, gives Leia a hug. <laughs> Leia looks very happy to see Chewbacca. Han Solo looks sad, and he says that he saw, he saw their son. He was here. Cuts to the resistance fighters landing on a planet. There's an astro field going across the planet like a ring, like Saturn. It shows the resistance. Okay, okay, I'm gonna say it once again. I'm gonna say it again. Okay. Why are they hidden? Like in episodes four, five, six. The reason why the rebellion was hidden because the the government of the galaxy was the empire and they had to stay hidden from the empire because they were a rebellion and it totally makes sense. The galaxy has a new government after the empire falls and it's the republic, the same republic that was way back when during the clone wars. Why does why does the resistance have to hide if they are the sponsored army of the Republic. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's continue with the movie. Sorry, I'm sorry if I'm kind of monotonal watching this. It's just, you know, I already watched this today, so kind of burnt out on it. It's not really a movie that's good enough to watch two times in one day. So. Finn is looking across all of the X-Wings, and he sees Poe. BB-8 finds Poe first. 
Finn runs up to Poe because he thinks he's dead. Once again. Once again. Just going to say it again. Poe went back to Jakku to find BB-8. And then he just leaves. Like, right... Ugh. And how does he get off? It doesn't even say how he gets off. He's just magically back. And not only is he magically back, but he magically makes it back to the Resistance base. Which means he had to either A, find another Resistance member and get on their ship. Or B, he had to get his own ship and then fly back to the Resistance base without BB-8, which was his most prized possession. The whole reason why he went back to Jakku is to find BB-8. And he left the wreckage of the TIE Fighter before Finn did, because when the TIE Fighter sunk into the sand and exploded, obviously Poe wasn't in there because he would have been dead. So, like, he left before Finn did. He didn't even try to go find Finn. He just decided that I'm going to leave and go find BB-8, which is very selfish. And then... He doesn't even go and find BB-8. He just goes home. Inconsistent. Just saying. So are you. What happened to you? What happened? I got thrown from the crash. I woke up at night. No you, no ship, nothing. BB-8 says that you saved him. No, no, no. It wasn't just me. You completed my mission, Finn. That's my jacket. No, 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 no. Keep it. It suits you. You're a good man, Finn. Poe and Finn step into the war room, I guess, where there's a bunch of people looking at analytics and maps and stuff. Sorry to interrupt. This is Finn. He needs to talk to you. And I need to talk to him. That was incredibly brave. Princess Leia talks to Finn. saving this man's life. Thank you, ma'am, but a friend of mine was taken prisoner. Han told me about the girl. I'm sorry. Finn's familiar with the weapon that destroyed the Hosnian system. He worked on the base. We're desperate for anything you can tell us. That's where my friend was taken. I've got to get there fast. And I will do everything I can. To okay, how do they know that Ray was taken to the Starkiller base? First of all, why would you take her to the Starkiller base? Second of all, how do they know that? You must be so brave. How do they know that? Anyway, so they put the map recovered from BB-8 into this little hologram thing and it it displays it for everyone to look at c3po is talking while looking at it leia is mean to han solo for no reason i'm trying to be helpful when did that ever help and don't say the death star bb-8 Pulls a sheet off of a droid and it's R2-D2. Yay! Another character plot that they can ruin. So much fun. He knocks on R2-D2. C-3PO walks out. I am afraid not. R2-D2 has been in low power mode ever since Master Luke went away. Sadly, he may never be his old self again. Listen to me, will you? It cuts to a scene with Han Solo and Leia. Every time you look at me, you're reminded of him. You think I want to forget him? I want him back. There's nothing more we could have done. There's too much Vader in him. That's why I wanted him to train with Luke. Okay, okay. 
He says there's too much Vader in him. But Vader turned back to the good side at the end of six. So why the crap does everyone keep saying that? Do they do we do we just forget the end of episode six? Like the little part where he sees all the ghosts and his father Anakin is right there with Yoda and Obi Wan. Are we just like that did that not happen? Like was that stripped from the memory banks of everyone's mind? <sighs> This movie sucks. Like, it's better than the other two, but it still generally sucks. Anyway, let's keep going. I just never should have sent him away. That's when I lost him. That's when I wonder how hard I'm going to get copyrighted for this video podcast. We both had to deal with it in our own way. <laughs> Playing an entire movie and then just talking over it. I wonder if. Oh, man. I don't even know if this is even going to be put up. Some random dude walks up. General's looking to be kind of retirement age, not gonna lie. Han Solo's looking to be kind of retirement age too. She's stop smiling. Where's your 401k, dude? Ray is in the torture chair. And she gets woken up by a jolt. And she looks down and sees that she's in her chains. She talks to Kylo. The murderers, traitors, and thieves you call friends. Kylo is very sus. No idea. You still want to kill me? That happens when you're being hunted by a creature in a mask. Kylo takes offense, so he takes off his mask, and we get to see his face for the first time. Ta-da! Good soup man. Adam Driver. His big nose. He sets his mask down into ashes that are just laying to the side. He walks up to Ray. Tell me about the droid. He's a BB unit. He has beautiful hair. Adam Driver has beautiful hair. Look at that face. Sheesh. Adam Driver is so gorgeous. You. A scavenger. You know I can take whatever I want. Ooh. He puts up his hand to her mind and breathes heavily. You're so lonely. So afraid to leave. A night desperate to sleep. Look at his lips as he talks. Sheesh. You imagine an ocean. It's beautiful. I see it. I see the island. And Han Solo. I feel like he's the father you never had. He would have disappointed you. Get out of my head. I know you've seen the map. It's in there. <laughs> 
and uh, you'll give it to me. I'd give it to him. Look at that face. How could you say no to Adam Driver's face? Sheesh. Don't be afraid. I feel it too. Good soup. I'm not giving you anything. We'll see. He starts to do the mind thing with his fingers. Oh, his face twitched. Mm. Oh, it twitched again. Nice. Oh, he did a nostril flare. She's doing nostril flares too. Sheesh. Nostril flares together. His hand is susly close to her face. He's looking very hard into her eyes. She's looking very hard into his eyes too. Sussum. He's trying very hard to extract the information. She gets into his mind. That you will never be as strong as Darth Vader. Okay. So, let's talk about this scene here for a little bit. This isn't the end of the scene, but this is like the end of the climax of the scene. So, let's just talk about it here for a little bit. So, Kylo Ren has been a Jedi for a little while, and he's been training. And then he turned to the dark side, so now he's a Sith so you could say, and that means that he's probably spent a majority of his life studying and practicing the Force. And Rey doesn't even know that she has the Force. She knows that she's been called to grab Anakin's lightsaber, but that's about it. Like, she doesn't know how to use the Force. Uh, my boy Adam Driver has been studying this for years, like, Imagine if the 13 years that you went to school from kindergarten to high school, plus the amount of time that you spent in college, if you did, imagine that, except that you were, except that you were only studying one subject. And that one subject was how to be a, a Jedi or a Sith. Okay. And so he's basically like a grandmaster at chess. And imagine a grandmaster at chess being beaten by someone playing chess for their first time. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? That's, that's literally what happens in this, um, in this scene right here. A little bit, you know, different concept, but the same. It's the same. Kyran looks at her face. He goes back to Snoke. Untrained but stronger than she knows. And the droid. Ren believed it was no longer valuable to us. General Hux walks in with his disgusting face. As a result, the droid has most likely been returned to the hands Look of the Look at his nasty face. Then the resistance must be destroyed before they get to Skywalker. We have their location. We tracked their reconnaissance ship to the Elenium system. Good. Then we will crush them once and for all. Prepare the weapon. Supreme Leader, I can get the map from the girl. I just need your guidance. General Hooks walks away. Good. He's such a disgusting man. Adam Driver's still here, though. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Okay, so cuts back to Ray inside the torture chair. She's trying to get out. She's thinking of something. There's a stormtrooper in the room. We will remove these restraints. 
and leave this cell with the door open. She says that to the stormtrooper. What did you say? You will remove these restraints and leave this cell with the door open. Kylo Ren power walking through the hallways very quickly. Cuts back to the Ray and the Stormtrooper. You will remove these restraints and leave this cell with the door open. I will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open. Okay. 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 Here we go. So, uh, she uses another Jedi mind trick that she doesn't even realize exists. Um, like, how does she know that that's even a thing? When was the last time a Jedi went to Jakku and did that to somebody? I would like to think that it's been a very long time, considering that there hasn't been a Jedi, except for Luke Skywalker, in her lifetime like as long as she's been alive only luke skywalker has been a jedi and she how does she even know that that's a thing like inconsistent man this movie's just inconsistent with star wars you can't just you can't just throw stuff in there because it's like ooh, i remember ben kenobi did this in episode four i'm gonna throw that in there let's go what Stop, stop, please. It's just not how it works. Star Wars isn't just some playground that you can do whatever the crap you want with. It's just written poorly. Like, I could have written a better Star Wars movie, honestly. Not even gonna lie. If I had, like, you know, let me, let me look at the budget for this movie. If I had this much money that I could blow on some random film, it would be so much better than this movie. Let's see here. Star Wars Episode 7. Um, budget. Let's see here. $306 million. 306 Okay, imagine I'm making Space Cops with $306 million. You know how fantastic that movie would be? It'd be great. Like, not gonna lie. Anyway, let's continue on the movie. So he loosens the restraints. And you'll drop your weapon. And I'll drop my weapon. So anyway, she, she does this without even practicing. Cuts to Kylo Ren, he's power walking through the halls, and he reaches the torture chamber and looks into the chair and realizes that Rey is gone. He's very angry and disappointed. He turns on his lightsaber. He has another hissy fit and destroys the entire room. But since it's Adam Driver, I'm going to give him a pass on this one. General Hux, the disgusting man, is telling some lady to charge the weapon. What a mean man. What a meanie. 
the weapon, which also defies the laws of physics, sucks in suns that it is orbiting around. Okay, okay. A sun is massive. A star is massive. They're they're humongous. This planet, it showed the planet next to the next to the star. The planet is not nearly as big as the star. The amount of gravitational force that you would need to funnel a star into the core of a planet? Like, oh my gosh. Do you realize how impossible that is? Then, not only does it suck a little bit of the star, it sucks the entire star into the core of the planet. Stars are ginormous. They're ginormous. Anyway, just... Uh, It's just a bad movie. Just not thought through very well. The scan data from Snap's reconnaissance flight Cuts back to Poe giving a briefing with all the resistance fighters. In the planet itself. A laser cannon. We're not sure how to describe a weapon of this scale. It's another Death Star. I wish that were the case, Major. This was the Death Star. And here they're showing a model scale of the Death Star compared to Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base, Starkiller Base is, it's big, yes. So, Princess Leia got a report from one of their spies, I think, saying that they're charging the weapon again, and she tells everyone, and everyone's looking very depressed. The Republic fleet? What? What Republic fleet? Why don't you guys join the Grand Army of the Republic? If the Republic has an army, why weren't they using it? Why is the biggest army against the First Order, which is basically a terrorist group at this point, why? Like, come on. I mean, America has a bigger army than the Grand Army of the Republic. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just bad. It's just a bad movie. It's just bad. There's always a way to do that. Han's right. In order for that amount of power to be contained, that base has to have some kind of thermal oscillator. There is one. Thermal oscillator. If we can destroy that oscillator, it might destabilize the core and cripple the weapon. Maybe the planet. We'll go in there. We'll hit that oscillator with everything we've got. They have defensive shields that our ships cannot penetrate. We disabled the shields. Can you work there? What do you got? I can do it. I like this guy. I can disable the shields, but I have to be there on the planet. We'll get you there. On how? If I told you, you wouldn't like it. So we disable the shields. We take out the oscillator and we blow up their big gun. Alright, let's go. All the resistance fighters are getting onto their ship. They're doing last minute welding on their ship. That seems like a bad idea. Um, Poe is inspecting his ship. Finn walks up to him. Finn gives Poe a little tappy tap on the shoulder and then Finn runs away. Han Solo is working on the Millennium Falcon. Finn is also working on the Millennium Falcon. Leia walks up to Han Solo. That's where I did it. So you'd miss me. I did miss you. 
What's wrong, Eric, was it? Huh? Sound very listening. Good. Pretty good. <laughs> Another awkward scene between these two. He gives her a hug. She looks like she's about to cry. Bring him home. Are, they, are they divorced or do they just have like a fling and then kind of separated, you know? Sir, Shows back to Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren tells everyone to go search for her. Remember, she's on Star Killer Base. Okay, why? Why would you bring her to Star Killer Base? What? Why don't you keep her on a Star Destroyer? Hmm? Hmm? It's very hard to escape. I mean, a planet is massive, okay? You bring someone who's considered dangerous and powerful onto a planet. If they get out, they can just run about, run around the planet. I don't care if it's your circular base. It's still a big old planet that you can run around. You don't have troopers all over the forest because there's a forest on the planet. I don't know why there would be a forest on the planet because every single time they shoot the weapon, the forest gets destroyed. So somehow it magically regrows itself in like 10 minutes. Why wouldn't you just leave her on the Star Destroyer, turn off the escape pods and make sure that no one gets on the TIE Fighters, hmm? I don't know. Once again, stupid. Movie is just bad. Alright, so Han Solo, Han Solo comes out of hyperdrive right in front of the planet, which is also defies lots of physics. He crashes into a bunch of trees. I'm talking like a bunch of trees. I don't, I don't really think anybody realizes how thick wood is and how hard it is, like, wood's pretty hard, not gonna lie. He crashes into the snow, he slides near a cliff, almost falls off the cliff, you gotta do that for the effect. <sighs> they get out of the Millennium Falcon, it cuts to a scene with Kylo Ren talking to some dude. He senses Han Solo. Kylo Ren walks away. It cuts back to Finn, Han Solo, and Chewbacca running towards an outpost on the planet. The flooding tunnel's over that ridge. It's snowing. We'll get in that way. What was your job when you were based here? Sanitation. Sanitation? Then how do you know how to disable the shields? I don't. I'm just here to get Ray. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? Come on. There you go. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say it again. Uh, I can't. I can't say it again. I'm going to say it again. Why does the Republic not have an army? Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Cuts back to General Hux, the nasty man, talking to the woman again. Stop harassing her, dude. 
Chewbacca kills a stormtrooper as he's walking out of a elevator. Captain Phasma's walking down the hallway by herself. Remember, Captain Phasma is the best fighter out of all of the stormtroopers. And, 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 she has this thick armor made out of Veskar, the stuff that the Mandalorian has. So just keep that in mind. So they take Phasma. Actually, it cuts to Rey now. She, she she got a blaster somehow. Oh yeah, that's right. She got a blaster from that other guy because she used Jedi mind tricks even though it was her first time ever using the Force in her life. <sighs> it takes time, man. It takes time to practice these things. She looks around. She sees a couple troopers. She sees troopers walking down a hallway towards where she is, but she's out of sight from them because she's hiding behind an instrument panel. She climbs down into this great chasm in the middle of the hangar? Why is there a great chasm right there? I'm not really quite sure. She climbs across the chasm. She finds a lever and proceeds to pull on it for no reason. Why does she know that this opens up a secret compartment in the side of the chasm that she can squeeze into and then it closes after her without her having to do anything? How does she know that it's going to do that? How does she know the technical readouts of this planet? How does she know that there's a chasm right there that she can climb down onto and pull a lever that causes this magic door to open up? Like, what? Anyway, cuts back to Finn and Captain Phasma, and Finn is telling Phasma to lower the shields. Thinking a big mistake. Do it. Phasma lowers the shields. Solo, if this works, we're not gonna have a lot of time to find Bray. Don't worry, kid. We won't leave here without her. You can't be so stupid as to think this will be easy. The shields are down. I disagree. What do we do with her? Is there a garbage chute? Trash compactor? Yeah, there is. General, their shields are down. Thank the maker. Han did it. Send them in. Give Poe full authorization for it. Cuts back to the resistance base. Roger base. Cuts to Poe. Poe is flying his X-Wing with a bunch of other people. They jump out of light speed because they were already on their way and somehow light speed is something that you can just time. Okay, when you jump to light speed, oh my gosh, when you jump to light speed, you're going to consistent speed, okay? It's not like you can say, I'm going to go slow in light speed, or I'm going to go fast in light speed. It's, it's consistent, okay? They were in light speed, they get the call, hey, the shields are down, and they're like, okay, let's get out of light speed so we can get to the planet. What? How do they, what? Inconsistent, just saying. They get down to the surface of the planet. They are getting close to the reactor thingy. I don't even know what that is. They're shooting at it. They're going to drop bombs. General Hux, the ugly man, sees that there are shields coming. He says, dispatch all squadrons. 
dispatch all squadrons. Like, every single one of your fighters on on these, like, seven ships? What? Shouldn't you think about this a little bit more tactically and kind of spread your ships out so that you can... Like, what What if that's just half their fleet and then they shouldn't send, like, a, like a big, massive part of their fleet later? Like, what? Uh, it's just bad. The movie's just bad. They send tor they send torpedoes, fo photon, 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 photon torpedoes to the little hatch thing. They hit it, but don't do anything. The sun's disappearing into the planet, but as long as there's light, they have a chance because the planet once again can hold the entirety of the sun within its core, even though the sun is like a thousand times bigger than it is. Cuts back to Finn and Han Solo and Chewbacca. They're running through hallways. They get to a point where they stop. I'm hungry. I should get some chips. I have popcorn in my car. Unpopped popcorn, you know, like the little Orville packets. Okay, so they're trying to find Ray, but Han Solo points and Finn sees that Ray is climbing up the same chasm. Okay, what? 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 Okay. In the last scene that we saw Ray, and she climbs into this big grand canyon in the middle of the base. Why is there a big grand canyon in the middle of the base without any railing that people could just fall off? I don't know. But she climbs down it. She finds a random lever, pulls it, it opens a door. How does she know the door's there? And then she climbs inside as if it's safe, as if she knows what she's doing. And then now in this scene, we see her climbing the chasm again. So she must have opened the door again, climbed back out, and then continued to climb the Grand Canyon. She gets to the top of the Grand Canyon. She's walking through a hallway. She finds Finn, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, and they scare each other. Ray gives Finn a hug. They give each other hugs. She says, thank you. How did you get away? I can't explain it. And you wouldn't believe it. Escape now. Hug later. Han Solo is the only sensible one in this entire movie. Cuts back to the resistance fighters in the X-Wings shooting things, and they're losing because a lot of their ships are getting destroyed. Fat guy is about to die, but lady pilot comes and saves the day. Missiles are flying everywhere, an X-Wing explodes. Fat man and lady pilot are flying around. As they're flying around, it shows Ray. Finn and Han Solo and Chewbacca running towards the main. My friend's got a bag full of explosives. Running towards the main thing. So, okay. So, the... Okay. So, the, the X-Wings are coming to the planet to try to destroy this, like, reactor thingy, but it had shields over it. They disable the shields from Captain Phasma's command, but... 
wouldn't General Hux see that? Wouldn't he be like, oh, the shields are down, sir. We'll get them back up. Like, what? Like, nobody cares? And obviously, you can see that they're attacking something. Something is being attacked. Oh, what is it? It's the reactor. Why don't we turn the shields back on? It's not like they're broken. We just turned them off because Phasma turned them off. Why don't we turn them back on? And then, like, they can't destroy it with, with torpedoes. So now Han Solo, Rey, Chewbacca, and Finn are just going to go in there and plant bombs everywhere and blow it up. Which, I guess, kind of makes sense. But why didn't they just do that in the first place? Why do they need an entire squadron of resistance fighters to come in and attack it? Like, when you can just blow it up from the inside because the the fighters are just dying at this point. They're not helping anything. Anyway, it cuts back to the resistance base. Some lady says to General Leia. You seeing this? Two more X-Wings now. That's half our fleet destroyed. Half the fleet's gone. Han Solo and Chewbacca shoot at some stormtroopers. Han Solo's just running through the hallway, bonsaiing it. Finn and Rey walk into a different door, into a different thing. Ray finds this piece that they're looking for. She unplugs it and somehow it opens all the doors? And all the doors open and so Han Solo and Chewbacca can now make it through. Okay. So there are like a bunch of blast doors that were preventing Han Solo and Chewbacca to getting into the center of the reactor. Ray goes into some maintenance shed and unplugs something and all the doors open. That's basically what happened there. Also, doesn't really make sense. Han Solo and Chewbacca plant all the bombs. They're doing one on every other column, so basically they're just going to destroy the structure of it. They're not even really going to destroy the reactor itself. They're just going to cave in the the building that it's in upon itself so it blows up which I mean kind of makes sense I guess not too bad of a plan <laughs> we see Kylo Ren power walking through the holes again he enters the reactor I think yeah he does he enters the reactor, he looks around, he says, find them. All of the stormtroopers are now walking away. We got a nice lens flare going on. So the stormtroopers are like literally everywhere trying to find Han Solo and stuff, but Han Solo was like hiding from them. Ray, oh dude, dude, look at that. Okay, I never noticed this before actually. Ray is wearing Finn's jacket in this scene, so obviously at some point Ray said, I'm cold, and Finn gave her his jacket. How sweet of him. How sweet. What a gentleman. So Finn and Ray climb on top of the reactor, and they're going up this like maintenance ladder to try to get to the top of it. Um, Kylo Ren is walking around, and he walks past... Han Solo, even though the whole reason why he's there is because he can sense Han Solo. Han Solo looks at him all sad-like. 
Kylo Ren walks on to a bridge and Han Solo follows him onto the bridge but Kylo Ren doesn't realize that he's behind him. Han Solo says, Ben! Ben! Kylo Ren stops. All the stormtroopers aim at him but they don't shoot. Chewbacca's looking down at the whole scene from above because he's on a higher platform. Kylo Ren turns around in his in his power stance. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Chewbacca looks up. Uh, Ray and Finn make it to the top and walk through a entrance. And Han Solo is slowly walking. He's slowly walking towards Kylo Ren. What do you think you'll see if I do? The face of my son. Kylo Ren takes off the mask. Oh, look at his beautiful face. Adam Driver's beautiful face. Sheesh, good soup. son he's gone he was weak and foolish like his father so I destroyed him that's what Snoke wants you to believe Hansel is walking closer but it's not true my son is alive no the supreme leader is wise Snoke is using you for your power Hansel walks closer again he'll crush you so now they're like face to face. They're pretty close to each other now. You know it's true. It's too late. No, it's not. Leave here with me. Come home. We miss you. Kellerin's about to cry. Is this the famous line? Oh, please say it. I'm being torn apart. I mean, it's kind of the famous line. Say the other one. I want to be free of this pain. Say it again. Say the other line. Say the good one. Come on, say it. Yes. I know what I have to do, yes. but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. Will you help me? Yes. Anything. Han Solo steps very close to him now. They're very close to each other. Oh, a nose flare from Adam Driver. Beautiful cinema. Adam Driver drops his helmet. He takes out his lightsaber. He looks like he's about to hand it to Han Solo. He gives it to him sideways. Han Solo grabs it. Ray and Finn look backwards to see that the sun is almost gone. It gets really dark in there. Only a red light is shining on both their faces. They're having a little struggle over the side, uh, over the saber. Kylo Ren changes. Okay, so the lightsaber is sideways in both their hands. So imagine Adam, or sorry, Kylo Ren has two hands on it, one on each end of the stick, and then Han Solo has his hand in the middle of it, and it's not facing anyone. It's it's facing off to the right of Adam Driver and the left of 
Han Solo, it's facing that way. And um, when when Kylo Ren turns it on, it's somehow he maneuvered it. He moved, maneuvered it so it was facing into Han Solo's chest, and he turns it on and stabs Han Solo. And then Chewbacca's going freakout mode. Face screams. He shoves it even farther into his chest. Kylo Ren looks into Han Solo's eyes. He turns off the lightsaber. Han Solo touches Kylo Ren's face. And then falls into the abyss and dies. Kylo Ren looks like he's feeling kind of bad about his decision. Princess Leia feels this and she falls down a little bit and looks very depressed and closes her eyes and a tear comes out. Chewbacca shoots Kylo Ren just once, just one shot. Kylo Ren barely feels it and just kind of takes a power knee, just one knee. Um, Chewbacca explodes all of the charges. Everything explodes. And mind you, Chewbacca is still in the building. Kylo Ren is still... Kylo Ren is still on the bridge. He looks up and he sees Finn and Rey. He gets angry because Finn's about to steal his girl. Cuts back to Admiral Akbar on the Resistance base. Two minutes until the weapon will fire. It cuts back to Finn and Rey, who are going through the forest. So the Millennium Falcon, it's not in the forest. It's near the cliff on, like, not that far away from where they are. It's on a cliff. And they decide to just head into the forest for no reason. So here they are in the forest, running through the forest. So they're running through the forest. Kylo Ren gets in front of them somehow. He just kind of spawns in the forest. Done yet. He says, "What? <laughs> oh man! You're a monster! Monster! It's just us now. Han Solo can't save you. Is Adam Driver? Is Adam Driver American? Is Adam Driver American? Because it'd make it even better if he was. Oh my gosh! Let me look it up. Adam Driver. Oh, there he is. Let's see. Is he American? Is an American actor. Let's go. Oh my gosh. He's 38. He's 38? Dang. And he's married. Sheesh. Who wouldn't want to marry Adam Driver? Sheesh. American though. Let's go. Makes him even better. I love him even more now. Adam Driver. Or, sorry. Kylo Ren hits himself on the side to cause him to bleed because. Okay. So like. Um, 
I was watching a little bit of a commentary on this film, and the reason why he does that is because he wants to cause himself pain because the dark side comes to you more when you're in pain, I guess. Which is why Darth Vader's suit was, like, nasty, like, sticky, um, nasty, sticky, uh, leather on his like molten skin and his skin was never allowed to heal so like it was always rubber rubbing against his skin so that's why Darth Vader was so powerful so I guess being in pain causes dark side users to be better at using the dark side like it causes them to get angry um Kylo Ren shoves Rey against a tree Finn drops his weapon and runs up to Rey and touches her face Adam Driver's upset because this is his girl and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want Finn to steal Ray from him so Finn pulls out a lightsaber from his belt and turns it on that lightsaber it belongs to me come get it so Finn and Kylo Ren have a big battle Kylo Ren knocks Finn down while Finn is on the ground. He doesn't finish him, but instead he knocks his side. He does a pretty cool little flip there. And he goes ham on Finn, shoving up him up against a tree. And he uses his little side blade thing. You know how his blade has like... Okay, so you know how Kylo Ren's lightsaber has like, you know, the main blade. And then also has those, the, those two blades on the side for like a handguard. In this scene, he's shoving um, one of the blades into Finn's shoulder. Finn is yelling. Ray wakes up and sees this, and she takes her sweet time standing up. Finn gets a a hit on. Finn gets a hit on Kylo Ren. Okay, <laughs> what the heck? So Finn got a little stabby-stabby in Kylo Ren's arm. So Kylo Ren spins him around, throws his lightsaber out of his arm, and then he, like, stripes him up the back with his lightsaber. And, you know, you'd think that that would kill somebody, but it doesn't do anything. Except for knocks him out, which wouldn't make sense. You don't really get knocked out because you're... I mean, if I got whipped on my back, I wouldn't get knocked out from one whip strike. You know? Unless it was whipped to my head, but it's not. It's whipped to my back, so... Anyway, Finn gets knocked out. Kylo Ren turns off his lightsaber and he tries to use the force to grab the lightsaber of Finn and return it back to him, but he can't because he's weak sauce. The lightsaber shoots out of the snow, flies past his face, and goes into Ray's hand once again. Once again, Ray's first time using a lightsaber. Kylo Ren looks in disbelief, and so does Rey. Honestly, she looks pretty confused as well. She turns on the lightsaber. Oh no, she hasn't turned it on yet. Wait, she's going to turn it on. There it goes. She turns it on. Kylo Ren turns on his lightsaber. She does a really bad stab. They, they have a fight scene. Kylo Ren... She does another really bad stab. Oh my gosh. She did a little spinny-spoo. Kylo Ren does a little combo attack. It cuts back to... Okay. <laughs> okay. It cuts back to the X-Wings out in space. Okay? So the X-Wings were fighting over the little reaction core thingy, right? 
and then it cuts to them out in space, fighting in space. The reaction core didn't blow up. They they set off a couple bombs, but I'm pretty sure it still works. We just lost our one. We're overwhelmed. What do we do? It isn't working. Black leader, there's a brand new hole in that oscillator. Looks like our friends got in. What? Red four, red six, cover us. I'm on it. Roger. Okay, so from space, they see the explosion on the planet. They come back down to the surface of the planet because apparently now that it, it's exploded a little bit, there's a hole that they can get in and drop a bomb in there, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, oh, alien guy dies and explodes, but Poe's fine because he has plot armor. And he flies through several TIE fighters because they're going the wrong way for some reason. I don't know why none of them are behind them, they're just in front of them. Okay, now there's a TIE Fighter. A TIE Fighter gets me kind of... The weapon's only for... Disgusting Hux. Ew, I don't like Hux. Um, Poe turns off his weapon system so that he can go into, like, slimline mode. And he cuts inside... Oh, and now he's inside of the reactor core that Han Solo died in. He's flying in there. Going around in a circle and shooting all of the reactor core parts. So now the reactor core is exploding, but he flies out of the reactor core before it explodes? And the whole thing explodes. How? How does the whole thing explode from that? Like, what? Is there like a self-destruct feature? He literally shot like a couple of... I could see how you could disable it, but why would it just explode like that? Big shockwave goes across everywhere and the whole planet's exploding now. Um, Ray and Kylo Ren are still fighting in the forest. When they hit rocks it causes a spark? Okay, uh, okay, okay. So lightsabers aren't made out of metal. So when you hit it across a rock it's not gonna create, it's not gonna create a spark as if it's flint and steel. Okay, it's, no. Not this not how it works. I know it's for Hollywood effects, but still not how it works. She hits a tree. The tree has sparks on it as well. I could kinda see sparks on a tree though. Um She's almost falling down. Kyla Ren's just kinda messing with her at this point. He's pushing her closer and closer to this like little trench thing. She keeps running backwards. She gets closer and closer to this little trench thing. Kylo Ren uses his power move to get it to where she's in a really bad position. And she's literally about to fall over the ledge. You need a teacher. I could show you the ways of the force. He says force. She closes her eyes and thinks about the force because that's how it works Kylo Ren's just sitting there watching her do this like he's not doing anything about it she opens her eyes because now I'm thinking about the force she gets out of the hold that she that he had her in she proceeds to swing her lightsaber really poorly like it doesn't look that good she cuts him in the leg okay <laughs> 
Kylo Ren has been training for so many years. I can see how Rey would be good with a Bosaf because, you know, she's been a scavenger for all her life. But just because you think about the Force doesn't give you superpowers. Kylo Ren takes a bad swing. She stabs him in the arm. So now he's injured in the leg and the arm, so he's kind of stumbling. She kicks him in the stomach and he falls onto the ground. And she's walking around him. Okay, I just want to add something in here. May I remind you that probably, this is probably the same day as what happened before. When, okay, when they were at Ma's castle. And she runs in the forest and she was kind of shooting at him in the forest. And then Kylo Ren just kind of like froze her in place. Why doesn't he do that again? Because that was literally just a couple hours ago. Also, when he like snaps his fingers and she like loses consciousness and falls asleep. Why doesn't he do that? Again. What? Why not? What's 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 stopping you? Anyway, let's continue on. They get into a hold like Obi-Wan and Anakin were in episode 3. She's stronger than him and forces him to shove his lightsaber into snow. And then and then she cuts his lightsaber, so he loses it, and then cuts him in the face. So his face has a scar on it now. He gets up looking like a really nasty toad, but he's Adam Driver, so he's beautiful. The planet starts to shake. There's a big chasm that opens up between her and Kylo Ren, even though they were standing like three feet apart. The chasm causes them to be like... 50 feet apart even though okay when the ground falls out from underneath you it doesn't just push you to the side you fall just want to throw that out there so let's continue with the movie. adam driver just kind of gets pushed to the side he doesn't fall through the ground the entire planet explodes and and the commanders of the uh of the base Hux runs to the Supreme Leader. The collapse of the planet has begun. Leave the base at once and come to me with Kylo Ren. It is time to complete his training. Um, it cuts back to Ray in the forest. She runs to find Finn. She thinks he's dead and cries as she's holding him in the snow. Apparently, the whole planet is exploding, except for this part of the forest. This part of the forest is completely fine. The Millennium Falcon shows up, and Chewbacca is running it. And Rey takes the lightsaber, and Chewbacca runs out and picks up Finn, and they go into the Millennium Falcon, and they proceed to fly away off the planet as 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 it is exploding yes and nobody tries to stop him now we see Poe the lady pilot and the fatter guy he's not fat but kind of chunky they all leave the planet because they're the only three left because everyone else died the planet explodes 
once again, physics don't matter here, and um, apparently shock waves don't really do anything to ships when you're out in space. So they all leave and go into hyperdrive and go back to their base on whatever system they were at. I can't even remember. They're back at the base. Everybody is celebrating. They bring Finn onto a medical transport thing with a turret on the back of it. Okay. Ray standing there all by herself looking around. She's all kind of sad. Princess Leia shows up out of the crowd and walks up to her. Ray walks towards Leia as well. They're walking towards each other. They're looking at each other. And they give each other a hug. They're both crying. Well, I guess maybe they're not crying. They just kind of look sad, I guess. Ray looks sadder than Princess Leia. Um, and they're just hugging. Chewbacca looks pretty depressed. Oh my gosh. There he is, sitting in a chair. R2-D2 turns back on. Oh, I forgot that this was part of the movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. R2-D2 turns back on. BB-8 finds him and makes BB noises. C-3PO comes by. C-3PO gives him a slap. Okay. R2 and C-3PO come up to Leia. Leia's looking pretty sad. R2-D2 opens up the... Oh my gosh. Okay. R2-D2 has a map of the entire galaxy. And there is a small section of the map that is missing. I'm talking a small section of the map that is missing. Why do they need this last piece when they could literally just go to that small section and look at all the planets? Which one of these planets has a Jedi temple on it? Let's find Luke there. That's all they had to do. BB-8 comes over to R2-D2's map and he turns on his own map. Okay, he turns on his own map up against R2-D2's map and it shows them exactly where to go. Chunk. The map's complete. Now they know where to find Luke. Why is there a map? Why? Why is there a map to find Luke? Obviously if there's a map, there's somebody who made the map and Luke didn't want to be found. So why would he make a map on how to find himself? He wouldn't. He didn't make the map. Somebody else made the map. Who made this map? Who knows where he is? And why don't you just go find him? Or them? Whatever the crap they are. Anyway, so now they know where Luke is. Yay! Finn is sitting on a medical bed, and Ray is looking at him. Kind of susly. I wish I had a girl that looked at me when I'm sleeping like that. Sheesh. And she gives Finn a kiss on the forehead. I wish I had a girl that would kiss me on the forehead when I'm sleeping. Sheesh. Sheesh. 
I wish I had Adam Driver kissing me on the forehead when I was sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so Ray is now walking towards Millennium Falcon. She got a new outfit. It's looking pretty stylish, not gonna lie. Leia says that to her. May the Force be with you. Ray looks down at BB-8. BB-8 makes beep-bop noises. Ray walks away. She steps into the Millennium Falcon. Chewbacca's already in the cockpit. She steps into the pilot's seat. Chewbacca turns on the Millennium Falcon. She just kind of watches him do it. They are flying away and everyone's cheering them because they're going to go find Luke Skywalker. Why are they only sending one ship to go find Luke Skywalker? Nobody knows. But they're only sending one ship. Millennium Falcon flies away. Goes into hyperdrive. They're in hyperdrive. Flying through the system. This is the... This is the moment we've all been waiting for. They come out of hyperdrive. They're at some random planet in the middle of nowhere. They're coming down through the clouds. Epic music is playing. They find a bunch of islands scattered inside the ocean of this planet. They're flying low to the ocean. Ray's looking in disbelief. Chewbacca looks like he's been here a thousand times. I bet he's the one that made the plan. The little map, I bet Chewbacca's the one that made the map, honestly, because he looks like he doesn't really care that much. Ray, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, they land at the bottom of this mountain and make Ray climb all the way to the top. So Ray has to climb all the way to the top of the mountain. All the way, by herself. It doesn't look like Chewbacca and R2 aren't. It doesn't look like they're behind her. Yeah, they're not. They're not. She's just walking by herself up these steps. I mean, it's a very beautiful mountain, but why don't you just fly to the top? She's still walking. They're dragging the scene out. She's still walking up the steps. She's almost to the top. She's almost there. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Okay, there's another. Oh, my gosh. Another few steps she has to take. She makes it to this, like, rock village. But that's not where he's at. So she climbs up the mountain some more. She's almost to the top. And behold, some dude is standing looking out into the ocean from the top of the mountain he's wearing like jedi robes you know because we all know who it is this guy turns around oh he's old he has a gray beard oh we see his face it's luke skywalker yay yay they found him let's go he takes off his hood he has a metal hand because you know it got chopped off all those years ago blah 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 ray walks up to him she pulls the lightsaber out of her bag and reaches it towards him luke skywalker looks at it like how oh, the crap did you get that but we all know that he knew we all know that he knew that she had it she's looking at him like 
she kind of looks sad. Why does she look sad? She's holding it towards him. He looks at it again. Man, they're really dragging this out. He looks at it again. And the end credit. Oh, now we have to get a drone shot of them two on the top of the mountain going around in a circle. Bam. The end of the movie. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm still recording, right? Okay, good. Okay. Sheesh. It's almost been three hours. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to say it. Movie's not that good. It's not that good. No, it's just not. Um, uh, okay. This is supposed to be like right after episode six. There is literally nothing in between episode six and episode seven. Like we don't have uh, like a Clone Wars series. We don't have a Rebels series. I guess we have the Mandalorian now, but when when this came out, we didn't have the Mandalorian because I think that came out in like 2019 or something. This came out in 2015. Um, so the Republic, it's back, but it sucks. And apparently, they have a fleet. They said in the movie, without the Republic's fleet, we're kind of garbage. Where was the fleet? And why don't you guys? the resistance join the fleet why not like because you're you're on the same side <sighs> i'm not going to go through all that i didn't like about the movie because i kind of told you guys while i was watching it i guess it's just the movie has a lot of inconsistencies and it's just it doesn't really make sense with the other things that have happened in star wars you know ray being able to do the Jedi mind tricks that she was able to do without even seeing them happen? Like, how was she, how did she ever, how did she ever see a Jedi do that on Jakku? Because no one has, there's been no Jedi since she's been alive. Like, how? Um, I can understand how she could probably be pretty good with a lightsaber, considering that she's pretty good with her bow staff, but why could she just destroy Kylo Ren like that? when he's been training for years and it's like her first time ever fighting with a lightsaber. Um, I don't know. It's just inconsistent, not only with itself, but just with the rest of the star Wars universe. But, um, you, you guys have heard me talk enough. I mean, I've been talking this entire time, so, um, that'll be it. That's it. That's it. Uh, let me rank it. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to rank it. I'd give it a, Five out of ten, I guess. I give I've, I give the movie a fifty percent. See, let me let me see what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to see what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, here we go. Force Awakens. It got a ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-three percent. Are you kidding me? You got a 7.8? 80% of Google users like this movie? I mean, I would say that I liked it, but I wouldn't say that it got a 93%. I might give it like a 60. A 6 out of 10. That's about it.
Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for listening or watching this podcast. I guess listening. Um, if you want me to do another podcast like this, I know this is a bit of a longer one, but if you want me to watch another movie on the podcast and review it while I'm watching it, then, you know, go ahead and tell me. Um, I'm always available on Instagram. You can always contact me through DMs on Instagram or just through the comment section on YouTube. Um, please leave a review, whether it's good or bad. I don't really care. Just leave a, re- I mean, just a review would be awesome. And um, I hope to, you know, hope you guys join me for the next podcast. Maybe we'll have Carlos back. I'm not sure. Um, but he had a fantastic day with his family. Uh, snowboarding so um, you know if you want me to do more movie reviews by myself or if you want me to do one with Carlos or you know with somebody else with some friends or something like that I'm totally down and um, yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you or hear you or join you I'll join you yes I will join you in the next one goodbye